Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs at 10.33 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, July 2nd. An early happy July 4th to all of you, especially us, ourselves, Amadou Sal, today's guest and I. Amadou, the Cavs got three new players, and I think that's a great way to pop champagne and celebrate July 4th. Oh, definitely. You know, either way, if they're deaf pieces, is there not? You still like to see them make moves in free agency. Oh, no, no doubt about that. But, you know, all, all three guys they get coming in with a couple similarities. They're all veterans of the league. They've all started in the NBA postseason before. You know, all these guys have been around for a while. Neto now coming into his eighth season. Howell Neto coming in after two good years in Washington where he averaged eight and seven points, both career highs. He took over the starting job for a while last season when they went after they traded Spencer Dinwiddie. You got Robin Lopez who's coming off a year of very little wear and tear. He was only in Orlando for Disney, and I think everybody knows it. Uh, Robin Lopez likes Disney and assaulting mascots, but that's it's all in good fun. And he brings a great hook shot. And, of course, Ricky Rubio, we had him last season. He tore his ACL. This is a move that I'm not surprised by, but I am happy to see. Ricky getting a three-year deal this time for 18 million obviously if he wasn't hurt this would have been a lot more money but i think he'll come back and prove himself start off with uh, with neto you know amadou he's likely taking the role of brandon goodwin so we get a guy with a little more experience what are your thoughts on him and would you consider him an upgrade over bg yeah that's a good question upgrade over bg um i like bg more just because i think bg has more athleticism so which helps more on the defensive end of the ball offensively i'd give that to al neto just because of the playmaking prowess he has, as well as, like you said, the three ball is there. He had two career years in Washington. Um, probably to start off, he might get similar minutes, but of course, when Rubio comes back, I could see Rubio taking back that role. And speaking of that, I do like how Neto as a stopgap until Rubio comes back. Of course, once the team resigns Colin Sexton and Karis LeVert, those guys will probably be like the backup facilitating duties, if that kind of makes sense. But I'm all for the move, you know, it's a low risk move. so. If we get something out of it, great. If not, then I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter. Right. So you, you think just a quick change of pace, you think they're going to re-sign Karis LeVert 100%? Oh, excuse me, not Karis. Um, in the future, it, it depends. It really depends. I think Colin Sexton 100% comes back. Karis, it's iffy to say. It's iffy to say. It depends, of course, on how he plays this year. I mean, it was rocky to start last year, but of course he had the injuries. Yep. Wasn't really able to gain chemistry with the team and such. I feel like in a new role where he knows what he needs to do, he will play better. So we'll see. I mean, the Cavs look to like him. I mean, he said he wants to sign. So personally, I wouldn't really see why not. Okay. I just, I think it's an interesting situation. You add out, you draft Doc Baji in the lottery. Colin mm-hmm. comes back healthy, right? I think at the start of the season, hopefully, you know, you bring Ricky back. He'll be in the rotation. You got a Coral. You still got marketing. You still have to find minutes for Lamar Stevens. You still have Osman and Winler on the roster for the time being. Yep. But that being said, you know, going back to Neto, I like him too. You know, he's had several 20-point games these last couple of years. He had his first career double-digit assist game for the Wizards last season. He's shown his ability, you know, to make shots, to come away with steals. You know, my favorite Neto stat is that in 2021, he didn't have higher than three assist, than three turnovers in any single game. So not that he's making high risk passes, but he's running the offense. He's not giving it away. He's never had more than five turnovers in a game. And again, he's not a high volume, tough pass maker like you get from Darius, who 
big congrats. That massive extension, five-year, yeah. 193 today, worth up to 230 million with incentives. But Neto's a guy, and you know he brings the experience. He played four years in Utah, I think three playoff years. Went to Philly. He had to fill in when Ben Simmons got hurt for the bubble. Did some decent things out there, and then you go to the 2021 season. You know they were in the playoffs. He had a good year with the Wizards, and same. So I think you know BG is a better defender, but Neto's a guy I'll trust for a little while. I do think though Amadou. Garland might be playing 35, 36 minutes while Neto is the backup before Rubio comes back. But I, I think, you know, with you're not losing too much in the realm of a veteran. I think this was a good pickup like that for that reason. Yeah, definitely. And I think with Garland playing 34, 35, I think I'm okay with that, considering the fact that you got Mobley who will, who will step up on the offensive side. His shot creation will get better. Of course, like we already talked about, Karis LeVert will be back. And hopefully, I'm praying Colin Sexton as well. So, yeah. you know, I won't be seeing too many times with Garland passing half court and getting trappered and us having to have guys like Isaac Okoro or Lamar Stevens sort of create in certain situations. Yeah, I do trust Lamar in that, to be totally honest. But I do hope that's not the case. Yeah. Like, that's not, it's not his game. His game is to slash. Mm-hmm. He'll, it's funny. He'll airball a three, then hit like three mid-range shots in a row. Yeah. I don't I don't understand his game. I do hope he sticks around. I don't know. We got a lot of those. It's going to be a lot. It's definitely a log jam coming into the season. But, you know, we'll see. You know, yeah, Garland won't see as many double teams for sure. Colin, I don't know what Sam Ami- what pack Sam Amico is smoking, but <laughs> Garland, Sexton ain't going to Dallas. What, yeah, what, what is that? That, that would be a terrible fit. Like, love Colin, Colin needs more, t- Colin needs more touches than Brunson got if he wants to be successful. He's not going to get that next to Luca. They, they need a guy that can, they need a ball handler, but it's not Colin. He wouldn't even fit there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just Sam Mako. He's always spews out these kind of crazy, I don't, I don't know where he gets his sources from. But either way, I mean, I'm not too fond on how we fit on Dallas, like you said, because Luca is like the main distributor. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be a nice fit, personally. I don't see with Jalen Brunson, he's a score that facilitates as well. Colin mm-hmm. is probably 70% score, 30% facilitate. Not that that's a bad thing, but I just don't think he's obviously a better fit for us. He's been here. He'll obviously have to adjust his role next year. Now that Garland's in a, is in a higher, because Garland would not have this extension if Colin played last season. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no way, but he, he earned every penny with what he did. So we'll see what happens. I do think sex land is here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere, you know, obviously not everyone's going to agree with that, but I, I think, I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to sign his extension because he is, he's restricted right now, right? Yeah, he is restricted. Yeah. So let other teams talk to him. He was around the Cavs all season. I'm sure they had some kind of chatter about what his role would be if he came back next year. So anyway, we go from Howell Neto to Robin Lopez, who, He's been around a long time. He came in the league as Shaq's backup in Phoenix. He spent four years with the Suns, one with New Orleans. His two years in Portland saw him starting 16 playoff games. And the 13-14 playoffs, he averaged 10 points, nine rebounds, two blocks. It's probably his most impressive. Stand. He had a weird year starting with the Knicks, averaged about two blocks a game. He had three years in Chicago. He's part of that eight seed that almost pulled the first round upset of Boston. He played for Milwaukee. He was on Washington and Orlando. So he's found his way to the playoffs with five different franchises of the Cavs are his ninth team. That's crazy. Man. But what are, your, what are your thoughts on Robin? Um, do I think he can kind of come in and be a better version of the third strings of last year? 
He can get his, I think he'll be a little better than Moses Brown. No, he gets his hook shot off. He gets in space. He's fresh. He's a veteran. And I think uh, kind of playing off Jared Allen, I think he brings a nice veteran in there who's just funny. I think he definitely, lights the yeah. mood. Yep. Like the Cavs said, they wanted to give a family atmosphere, and he definitely adds that aspect. But like you said, he is better than Moses Brown. He brings more on the offensive end than just, you know, a rim-running, pick-and-roll guy. He has that post hook, as well as can stress the floor out at times. So um, I'm all for the signing, man. You know, another body down low, just injury insurance in case something happens to someone like Jared Allen, like we've seen last year. It got pretty bad. So I like the move. Now, in an ideal world, Amadou, you know, Robin only played 36 games last year with the Magic. It was the first time in his career he was racking up DNP coaches' decisions. In an ideal world, assuming that our bigs stay healthy and just need occasional rest, what, what, what would you see as his role? You know, how many minutes, how many games played? Like, is he someone we should be seeing every night, or is he only going to be an emergency option in an ideal yeah, world? Yeah, I'd assume it'd be an emergency option because last year, you know, once Jared Allen went off the court, it was Evan Mobley that played that five spot. And now with Evan Mobley getting another year of experience, we should see more of him at the center position. And even then, we got guys like Markin and Kevin Love who can play spot minutes at center and help stretch the floor more. So I'd, I'd be keen on having Robin Lopez be an emergency type of guy. And now Anderson Varejao having made his mark in Cleveland with the hair. Now we're getting Robin <laughs> Lopez, who has That's been compared. Dope. That's dope. Yeah, he's been compared to Sideshow Bob more than Varejao. So if someone asked you, Amadou, and they said, Amadou, are you taking Robin Lopez or Anderson Varejao in a hair off? I don't know what you can, whatever competition that entails for better hair. Who are you taking? Now, do we trust Varejao? Or I think Robin Lopez can come in, fix his issues with Moondog and like become that guy with the, got, with the, with the Afro. I, I got to go with Varejao, man. I have to. I feel like his hair just has more flow to it than Robin's does. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that. You know, they did call Varejao <laughs> wild thing for a reason. Yeah. You know, Robin Lopez just literally called Rolo. You yeah. know, like great nickname, great mint as well. If you ever had Rolo mints, I hope he gets a sponsorship deal. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. We can't go against Andy, but still shout out to Robin because DG's got some dope hair. You got you got the fro and now you're bringing Robin in here. Now maybe mm -hmm. Evan Mobley is just like, you know what? I'm going to grow my hair out. See where this maybe. takes me. We'll see what happens. You also got Colin Sexton with a little rat tail, man. Oh, I love what Colin's doing. I yeah. hope, I hope he, because I remember he came in and it was really, he had it, but the hair was short. It grew, yeah. it grew as Colin's game did. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you know, we're talking about flow, a guy who used to have, and he doesn't really have much of it anymore. I should know he, yeah, I think does, does Ricky still have it. Ricky has short hair now. Ah, uh, yes, shorter now. So uh, yeah, we got Ricky Rubio back. You know, looking at his career, you know, played in Minnesota for six years, and he bounced around to Utah, Phoenix. He goes back to Minnesota, comes to Cleveland, career high in shot attempts, tie career high in points. It's his first real time coming off the bench exclusively. Seven assists a game, one point four steals. Over four rebounds. You know, Amadou, he was at times, you know, incredible. We saw his game at the Garden where he just did not miss. You know, he yeah. absolutely lit it up. How excited are you that Rubio came back? Because the crazy thing is, when we got Levert, you know, we traded a pick that we ended up getting to keep. Rubio, and I think one other future pick. So we really only gave up one pick. And we got the player, we got the guy we traded him for right back. Kind of reminds me of baseball. You don't see this is kind of like when the Nuggets traded Devin Harris to Dallas, then re-signed him the next offseason. It's a very good move, I think, for us. 
Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Big Z do the same move as well? So it was a little different. So he got Big Z got traded to DC. He said, My heart's in Cleveland. I won't okay. play there. He had to wait a month to get bought out because <laughs> of the legal terms of the trade. Then he yeah. came back. So yes, we have had this one so one other time. Yeah, it's great. But um, either way, I'm I still love the move. I mean, like you said, what Ricky did for us on the court just helped the young guy stay poised at times. And I feel like once he got hurt, it was times where things started getting too erratic and such like that. And it's not only about what he does on the court, it's off the court as well. You know, keeps the team intact. It's a family guy. And like you said, he has that chemistry with Kevin Love and such. So they have that together. I mean, I understand he won't be back probably till the new year, but either way, though, great signing. At least he'll be on the bench for us. Can be like, you know, another coach in that aspect. So I'm really liking the signing. And for only $6 million a year, I mean, considering how much the salary cap has gone up, that's essentially nothing nowadays. Yeah, that's absolutely nothing. And uh, is, Rondo's gone, right? He's a free agent now. He's no longer yes. on the roster. He yeah, and after the, le- the legal stuff, he'll probably yeah. not be coming back, understandably so. But you keep, you keep saying family guy, but we don't have anyone named Chris. We got no Peters <laughs> on the team. You know, we got no Stewie. Yeah. Like, well, I, got, I know, I know oh, that's man. not you. I know it's coming from a source. Yeah. But like, why, why don't we have a family guy on the Cavs, right? Like, where's oh, Joe? Yeah. Where's Where's Glenn? Can we get a Glenn on the Cavs? Like, we don't. Yeah. We need that. No, but I, I'm also really excited for Ricky. I know it's gonna take a couple months for him to actually take the court. Mm-hmm. And when he does come back, I'm excited for ESPN's depth chart to actually list him on the roster. <laughs> Very interesting right now. It's got Garland, Sexton, Levert, Mobley, Allen. But I wonder, well, we can talk about starters in a future episode. We've got a long summer ahead, but I wonder, yeah. you know, does Okoro come back as a starter? Does he, does Markinen no longer start at the three? Do they completely switch it up? But I look at Ricky Amadou as a guy that comes in, he can get his own shot. Sure, he's not going to be electric like he was in that game against the Knicks, but he'll have good moments. He'll hit shots. And again, I I missed the first couple of games the last season, but I saw the numbers he put up. But what I was told, and correct me if I'm wrong, again, I'm so I missed these first two games. Everyone on Cavs Twitter, Amadou was saying that these are like, these were inflated numbers. He was not playing that well, and we should not look too much into his strong numbers because he was not really playable at the end of the game. A- any thoughts? I-, I know it was just the first two games of the season, but then when I started watching him, he was great, and I didn't understand the issue. Well, I think the biggest thing was just how good of a shooter he was to start because he's never been a great shooter in his career. And over the course of the year, you know, the three-pointers went down as the shot quality at some times were kind of crazy, but – like we talked about with the Knicks game and even that Pelicans game where he unfortunately got hurt, he was hitting some crazy threes. So I'm not sure what really happened in Cleveland. I love it. But yeah, at times, I think the play, the numbers probably are better than what he what he was able to do. But still, though, I mean, he was hitting some crazy, crazy shots. Yeah, I mean, the, the way he goes is behind the back move, mm-hmm. the step back, the leaner. The I mean, side it- step, I mean, oof. I, he's been around a long time and you know i guess you have to think that having shared the backcourt with donovan mitchell for a couple of years he must have learned something yeah but uh, you know so then all in all you know i don't think the Cavs have a ton of money left i did see i'm um, gonna do a rumor that the it would become a sign and trade with indiana potentially to move windler and osman did, did you did you see that from tony east I did not see that. No. So it's something where if we want to, if we want to regain the mid-level exception, we can do that to get a big, but not, they already have Lopez. Probably not. Now they probably don't want all these forwards on the roster, right? Cause we do have yeah. too many. You got Akbaji, 
You got mm-hmm. Lamar, you got Isaac, you got Karras, you got Osman. Got... And Markman as well, if you really count him as like a 3-4. Yeah, he is a 3-4. So, so do we want – like, do we do you anticipate a trade? I don't even know what that would get us because the Cavs roster, unless they're trading for a star, don't need much else for next season. Yeah, I could what see could a, you like a maybe a money dump if it's Jetty Osmond's contract because it is non-guaranteed for the final year. Um, that's the most likely – trade that I see but aside from that I don't really see us making a trade because this whole offseason we've just been talking about keeping the core intact and stuff like that um maybe something can formulate next year personally I'm gonna say a crazy thing maybe it might be a hot take or not but I would understand if the Cavs look to move on from Kevin Love considering yep. he is on the last show on his deal I, and his trade value is as high as it's been since what 2016 maybe yeah, yeah so before we traded for him yeah and also having the two of marketing and love kind of gets redundant because they do the same thing. So you probably look to the younger option there. Either way, though, depends on what Kobe Allman and the Cavs want to do. Yeah, actually, quick correction. Obviously, the Cavs got Kevin in 2014. Now, that being said, you know, what do you think a return could look like Amadou for Kevin Love? Because I think that with that real value, you know, the Cavs could possibly get a contributor or a young piece that's mm-hmm. not fitting in somewhere. And maybe that guy can come in and learn and kind of be part of the core. Yeah, um, I would hope they would look toward the young piece, but maybe they might look towards more of a wing player than like a Kevin Love type power forward center. Just considering you can, I'm, I'm all for you can never have too many wings in today's NBA, but um, it would have to be for a contributor. And I don't think any of the top contributors just off the top of my head are really looking you know, to give up young pieces for someone who's not only, what, 33, 34, but entering the last year of his deal. Yeah. So kind of get what you can take in, in a Kevin Love trade, honestly. What do you think about trading Kevin Love to New Orleans for Larry Nance if salary mm. somehow worked? I mean, I don't think I would personally because I, I'm, I love Larry, but Love is just so much better offensively. I yeah. mean, he was a the runner-up for six men of the year. The shooting is there. He also has the plo- the post playmaking ability, the rebounding, and you can never have too many, you know, Kevin Love pump fakes that draw fouls and stuff like that. But um, I, I agree. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Love's ability to take a charge at his age. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so big congrats. You know, you, you got married. Kevin Love yeah. is a married man. I mean, he's, he's posting on IG every day. He's letting us know. <laughs> but how, how great is it? You know, we see – we see JR, we see James Jones, yep. Channing, RJ, LeBron. I don't know where some of these other guys are at. Like Darius was yeah. there, but what? Darius was there, yeah. Jordan Clarkson was there. Mm-hmm. What, what, how, how great is it, you know, to see Kevin so happy? Because at, at this time, you know, last offseason, we didn't know what to expect. You know, he's going through a hard time personally, mentally. Now he's married, he's with his old teammates, he's happy, he's coming off a great season. I think you love to see it. Yeah, it's definitely great to see this big turnaround. I think what kind of started it was the whole Team USA thing just kind of putting a chip on his shoulder. I'm so happy that he accepted that. Welcome back, folks. Quick technical difficulty, but before the break, Amadou was about to tell us why he was so glad Kevin Love accepted that bench roll. Yeah, because like I said, the whole Team USA thing, I mean, it just brought new life to his career as well, man. I mean, we talk about it, the sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero got it, he was a runner up. And then boosting the trade value and such like that, I mean, brought a new dynamic to the team because now we have a steady bench option. Of course, Carlos LeVert added to the mix as well. Either way, though, love what Kevin Love did. 
that's why I'm kind of hesitant on, you know, a trade just because of the history he has on the team, you know, everything he's done over the last season for us to just, I don't want to say throw him away, but to just trade him after all of that. I don't know if, I don't know if Kobe, you know, would want to make that move. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very tough decision for the Cavs to try and, you know, make that choice. He's been around a long time. He's been through a lot. They won the chip. He's been through trade rumors after trade rumors. His role changing all these unfortunate injuries. And I remember Amadou when Kevin signed that four-year contract. I think he did it during a stadium event where I know he had a hard hat on, right? They were doing some construction so, yeah. project. And he was kind of with the people. And it kind of showed that, you know what? Who knows what the future of the Cavs is? Kevin Love doesn't care. He's happy in Cleveland. He's committed. You know, it, it's a weird position to be in, you know, when your best player leaves and a role player becomes a free agent. Do you Definitely. do you also leave? It's kind of like Bosch and Wade in Miami. I know mm-hmm. they were in a very different position than we were, but they still had some talent left over, some good veterans. I know Bosch opted to stay. I don't think he was a free agent. I think they were all free agents at the same time, right? Because they all signed together. I so, yeah. And it's maybe, unf- maybe Wade's contract was a little longer, right. but I know Bosch resigned. Yeah. And it's unfortunate he had the blood clots because yeah. if Bosch and Wade were on the court together, they could have done some serious things in the playoffs. I think it might have even changed the the Heat fortunes. Yeah, one game you know, away from the Eastern Conference Finals in 2016. So yeah, they and they had such they lost to Toronto, right? Yeah, that was the Lowry half court shot series. Mm-hmm. That, like, was that, that was underrated. There's so many good good teams in the East. Like we're we're very spoiled as Cavs fans yeah. to have had LeBron because we never, other than the Indiana Boston series, there was never a doubt in any East playoff series his second tenure that we weren't going to the finals. Yeah. So like it's the, the Celtics had been gone. The Cavs finally well, got the better supporting cat. Well, who, who else? Maybe maybe 2015 against the Bulls because that series we're down two one. Of course LeBron hit the miraculous game winner, but if yeah. he misses. You never know, man. Kyrie's hurt. Kevin Love was out because Kelly Linick wanted to go oh, WWE mode. Yeah, that's that's yeah. still terrible to me. No, I, I, I was never too worried. I know Chicago had the talent, but the thing about that was LeBron in 2015, I think, was the best LeBron of his career out of Ooh, any okay. stretch. And, I mean, just think about what he did. Look, he, he had some unbelievable runs the next year, the year after, but without – love and without Kyrie and with JR even getting suspended for some playoff games mm. he he averaged crazy numbers they look like Delavadova was the second best player far and away he was yeah. unreal but LeBron they went six we should have gotten swept in 15 there's we had no business after also, game one game one we should have won actually a lot but yeah but Humpert's man Kyrie up in overtime stuff like that also, I mean, you could say you make the case that that was LeBron's unhealthiest season for the Cavaliers because we know early on in the year he had that back issue. All right, he took a couple I, weeks off. Yeah, so. I was actually mad. I was mad at that. I didn't understand. I just thought, why didn't you come back ready? Why are you doing this while we're stinking? Yeah. We fell below 500. Joe Harris was a starter. They're playing without they, – I think we lost to the Sixers like twice that yeah. year. Yeah, it was a rough start, but I'm glad, you know, everything turned things around. Also, another thing I wanted to add about Kevin Love, Another reason why we might keep him, since we're already on the topic of LeBron, LeBron is a free agent next year. I don't want to get too deep into it because we don't know anything, but maybe that can entice him to come back, you know, playing with one of his great friends. I, 
Le- LeBron ain't even gonna start if he comes back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you're, gonna start, you're gonna start LeBron James over oh, Karis Levert, Lowry Markinen. <laughs> We're gonna mess with the chemistry for LeBron James. Oh, LeBron James, like that man. <laughs> nah, you would start. You know, you would start. Yeah. I don't see it happening. Le- LeBron owes Cleveland nothing. You know what? <laughs> I think what happened was. In back in 2010, you know, he was 25. He'd been there seven years. They didn't deliver on his promise. I think what happened was he was a face of the league. You know, I think he wanted to win. I think he saw a chance with a guy who's been his friend from their draft years. So he definitely came up with for sure. And I mean, I'm not growing up. I don't think they knew each other pre NBA, but you know, they were tight right away. You know, they're close. They wanted that. That's fine. He knows probably, though, the way he went about it was wrong. We've seen nobody do what LeBron yeah. did since. That's what Durant yeah. – Durant used his chance to promote his company. It was actually very smart when he went to the Warriors, the way he did it. Stupid for the – thanks for the league. But for the Durant brand, I thought it was a 10 out of 10 decision. You know, and I, I had my sour grapes, but I knew it, it's – look, he made his decision. You know, we can't be mad at someone for choosing a situation that's better, but you just – don't he definitely burned a bridge and got lucky that he got to cross it again that's for sure Definitely. you know when he when he came back so if he comes back a second time you know he won a chip we went to four finals. i just i just want the narrative to be if he comes back you know that there's no pressure on the Cavs. he's never had a year without pressure it makes sense he's he's the second best player of all time people could debate go you might even debate goat i still say jordan that's not for this episode but he's a top two player in the history of a league that's featured as we saw Amadou on that NBA top 75 during all-star weekend, some unbelievable talent and some snubs as well. Some great snubs from that list. But if he comes back, there should be, it should be the first time he's pressure free. If he wins another chip in Cleveland, you know, maybe he's the goat then. But if he, if we make a finals with him, I think that's incredible that he could pair with this team that's already set. And it'll be the first time he's going to a team that he's not kind of hands picking. So I think that's what would be interesting about it. I don't know. LeBron just gives me like storybook ending vibes. So, I mean, it'd be the ultimate, you know, story if he came back to, you know, his city, the team that drafted him and won a championship and rode off into the sunset. But I, who knows? I think to me, you know, some of the, the greatest would have been if Jordan didn't come back to the Wizards and he finished up with that sixth. He retired yeah. after the sixth ring, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And came back. So yeah. he wins. He three peats and retires. I think up there again, I don't know my history well enough other outside of Cavs history. You know, I think Kobe scoring six, the RIP in his last game is a top three or four ending Definitely. despite being on a 17 win team. You know, there's plenty of other examples we could pull, but I, I guess for my personal, what I've paid attention to in my lifetime, it would probably be top three if he, if he somehow did that. Maybe my the lack of love I have for him as a player maybe would come back. Maybe, you know, the, the, uh, the good stuff would come back because, you know, he's a very mixed bag no matter who you, who you support. Because yeah. we know Amadou, he's done some incredible things in a Cavs jersey, but at the same Definitely. time, He's been on the wrong end of a lot of things, the drama, the terrible quotes, yeah. the man in the mirror thing, calling people out, you know, the whatever beef. But I don't know what happened with him and Kyrie, if anything. I think nothing happened. I don't. Yeah, I think it's just Kyrie wanting to try something new. I mean, it's Kyrie Irving, so. Yeah. But all right. So we're done on the Cavs end. So we talked about Kevin Love. I My personal hope is he, if he gets traded, bring in a real piece. If not, then he'll finish the season and probably go elsewhere. But my final question for you here, Amadou, is do you see 
there were some rumors. Now they're confirmed by a real source that Westbrook for Irving is in play. Would you like to see Kyrie play with LeBron on the Lakers next season? Um, I mean, I would, you know, for old time's sake. But I'm going to say it. I believe that type of move is just bad for business. It's bad for the NBA because in no way, shape, or form should Russell Westbrook get you Kyrie Irving. And I think with that, you know, we could see a lot more movement. I don't know. Players nowadays get a lot of freedom in the NBA. It's, it's pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, with what Chris Haynes recently put out, I mean, it looks like it's nearly a done deal. It's just the Lakers, for some reason, are hesitant because they don't want to take on Joe Harris. And I oh, my God, he's on. He'd be he's what yeah. they needed last I'm, year. He'd be their, their best starting shooting guard. And, like, beggars can't really be choosers. So I'm not oh. sure what's the hold from Rob Polinka's end. But, man, if that moves happens, oof. That's gonna that be great. Yeah, I mean, we're getting we're getting Joe Harris and LeBron on the same team again, right? That's all yeah. we that's all we asked for. <laughs> that's definitely all we asked hey, for. Hey, I'll never forget my cat my first uh Cavs game when LeBron came back. Cavs Celtics in Boston at the Garden. Cavs come back from 20 down in the fourth. Joe Harris plays the fourth. Joe Harris has a cheering section. Security <laughs> guard looks at them like, who the heck is Joe Harris? <laughs> They're all these people are all from UVA. So, oh, you know, man. it was really cool. I always loved him for that. I liked him in Cleveland. I liked him pre-beard. You know, I liked whatever Fu Manchu mustache Joe Harris. He was cool too. And I will say this also, last last note for me on this in this pod. Should that trade happen, the Lakers obliterate that trade. I'm sure the Nets will get some kind of pick back and another player too. But you know, Joe Harris is an incredible shooter. We can't lose sight of the fact that he had that he was amazing before that one bad playoff series. Everyone's had a bad playoff series. No one's clowning Kyle Korver for his bad playoff series that he had in Cleveland, right? Oh, he moved right on from it. Just think about it. what if he hit that shot, man. Yeah. Oh. I, I know. Well, we got our chip. You know, I don't I don't think the Cavs had to win in those last two years. I just think that they were in an unwinnable situation after uh, the Durantula decided yeah. to create a web that no one can unstick themselves from if they get stuck in it. So that being said, you know, Amadou, it is great to have you back. I know it's been a number of months and obviously I look forward to our next appearance together. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, so for Amadou Sal, writer for King James Gospel, I'm Zach Weiss. This has been the latest edition of Across the Cavs. If you like what you heard, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, get it where it's hot, when it's hot, fresh out of the oven, right out of the microwave, hotter than the Sahara Desert. For Amadou Sal, I'm Zach Weiss. This has been the latest edition of Across the Cavs. We'll see you next time.